it's almost like I feel like I should be tireder than I am. What's going on? How come I'm not tired? There must there must be something wrong with me. That's probably it. I'm probably dying. That's why I'm not tired. <laughs> no. No? You don't think so? No. It's 9.16 a.m. Saturday, April the 6th, 2019. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Show. <laughs> How you doing? What a glorious day we have here. It's oh, like my, bo- it. my body has become a barometer. So I, I think at some point I'm going to be able to predict the weather. Or at least whether it's going to warm up or whether it's going to cool down. Because I feel like my body starts to recover in advance of the temperature shift. And even this last week where the temperature has been like in the low 60s or something like that. I definitely feel it. But I felt it before the weather changed. So, wow. Yeah. I could be deluding myself because that's also a hallmark of this part of my life. As I seem very delusional. <laughs> but anyway, hasn't it been a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine, it Diane? I mean, holy a... smazoli. Really? Yeah. I don't even know where to start. Where should we start? Uh, Vashon, Oh, I think. yeah, we went out to Vashon last Sunday. Boy, that was only last Sunday. That was not even a week ago. That's why ago. I was asking you this morning. I was thinking, yeah. Right. That can't be right. Wait but I think it is right. Is it really? Anyway, I don't think we've talked about the concert on Vashon. Yeah, so it's got to be right. Yeah. So we had a nice concert out on Vashon, which was a big day. We got to go over and hang out with Cat and John, and I got to bowl Lovely tor- Mexican meal at Casa Bonita. Yeah. Bonita. Nice bowl of tortilla soup. And uh, hung out at Cat and John's for a while, went and set up for the concert, and played the concert, and everything went quite nicely, I thought. That's such a nice hall. Yeah, it was a beautiful place to play. The Vashon Havra Center. Nice place. It was such a beautiful spring day. Yeah. As we were just driving through and... I just, I love being on Vashon in the spring. Yeah. Vashon is a different vibe. It's like there's a, uh, there's like a skin around Vashon that you feel different once you get through the skin and you're in it. It's not like you're on Vashon, you're in Vashon. Well, once again, another delusion. I got myself a cup of coffee here and I'm going to take me a sip. Just add it to the list. <laughs> Everything will be fine. So that was Sunday. Yeah, ham and egg. Uh, Monday was Ramu's birthday, and I still haven't talked to Ray for his birthday. I still haven't mailed his gift to him, so that kind of went kablooey. I've been, uh, I'm doing some fill-in work in my doctor's office as the front desk person, so I've been training for that. And so that was a big part of my week in that I was, I had completely stressed myself out about it. It was a I had gone into a kind of mental rabbit hole because I had not had a job, quote-unquote, for a while, and suddenly all these triggers were going off in my brain and in my body. And I realized sometime, I think on Wednesday afternoon, which was my last day of training, and the next day was my first day solo at the job, I realized, you know, all this anxiety I've been feeling, it's not coming from anywhere except inside me. <laughs> yeah. except from the, well, that's From true. the committee in my head yeah. and the and the kind of self-judgmental part of myself, you know. I was making up all these scenarios in which I was going to be debilitated by having a, you know, 
a six hour a day job that was <laughs> basically answering the phone and you know doing a couple of things on the computer and offering tea to the patients i mean it's like wow yeah i can't handle that responsibility anymore <laughs> so anyway by the time thursday came around and i was actually doing the job it was actually fairly mellow and the problems that came up did not seem like you know the house of cards was caving in on my head it was just like oh well if i can't deal with it then somebody else will have to huh that wasn't that hard to say was it <laughs> so anyway that was part, a big part of my week and then thursday after got done with that first day of work on thursday we got to go over to the cnp coffee company in west seattle and and uh play a concert with rob neisler which was tons of fun so i don't know it was just a lovely week. Yeah, and then yesterday, because you took the day off because of the concert on Thursday night, we went down to Tacoma and had a nice birthday lunch with my mom. My mom turned 84 yesterday, and my mom and my sister and Diane and myself went out to the Harbor Lights. And mom had a bucket of steamed clams and a couple of coffee nudges, and we all had a great time. She had the small bucket of steamed yeah, clams. Yeah, the one-pound bucket of steamed clams, which was huge. I can't imagine. And the usual portion is three, three pounds. pounds. It's like they got—they would have to bring out a literal bucket, <laughs> yeah. and you'd have to like put it on the floor next to the table, you know, and scoop out portions because it would—the bucket would take up the whole table. Anyway, we had fun. I can't even remember the name of the thing I ate, but it was good. Anyway. Now I can't remember it either. I knew it for a little while. Then we went back to my mom's house, and Diane was showing my mom a bunch of the family history stuff that she's accumulated on ancestry and uh, well your mom has become more interested yeah. in it recently yeah she wants to be able to see all that information but she's it's kind of sad because she has no computer uh, savvy at all yeah um, and it's really hard to figure out how to share all that information that you have so carefully put together and interconnected with other people on ancestry it's really hard to imagine how we can make put that in a form that mom can see and hold and appreciate, yeah. you know, and delve into the way that you have. Because I think that's really what she would love to be able to do is dig in and, and read some of the stories and, you know, do that kind of stuff and do some research herself. I think that's her impulse. She's just uh, pretty limited by what she can do and what she knows how to operate. So anyway, but it was a very pleasurable day and my mom seemed genuinely delighted by the entirety of it. Yes, yeah. and that's the main thing. Yeah. I mean, what do you get for your mom for her 84th birthday? I got her a, a subscription to the large print edition of the Reader's Digest. And I thought that was a good idea that I had, and I ordered it far enough back because it said it could take six to eight weeks to start. I ordered it far enough back that the first issue showed up the day before my mom's birthday. And so, anyway. It was a good day. It's been a good week, but it's been a hectic week. So Diane and I both slept very well last night. Wow. I was thinking our, our shows are uh, just detailing our the I various know. concerts. <laughs> well, we, but, you know, we talk you about know? topics as well. Yes, we do. Yeah, we have topics. It just it seems life kind of has that kind of flow to it. Sometimes you have the uh, the time and the, and the, what, the lack of external activity to where you can start digging into ideas in your head and concepts and you know where you want to go with your life next and those kinds of things and sometimes the week is so full of activity that really all you've got to talk about is all the activity but I will say that for me as a performer 
the Vashon concert was, uh, I felt like I had to dig in a little bit more than sometimes, not because of anything uh, bad that happened, but just that it was a new audience. It was pretty much a totally new audience, Totally new audience, and, and in a bigger <laughs> room than I'm used to playing, more of a concert hall than a, than a coffee house or a bookstore or the places I usually play. I had my little box with me, my little, uh, my little amplifier that I carry around with me to these smaller gigs. and wasn't sure if it would work well in the room uh, because it was a bigger, more echoey room. But it sounded okay. At it least, sounded great. Yeah, at least from where Diane was sitting. So so that was a really good show. It was really fun. And I, I think playing at the CNP is like, I don't know, it, it feels better uh, in a different kind of way. Um, because it's a more comfortable space, more, I'm more used to. I've played there before. Well, but, I like the... CNP, even when we have a more intimate group as we did this last time, mm -hmm. because it that, just that's feels a, that's a polite way of saying a smaller crowd. Well, it was it, a smaller it crowd, was a smaller but because it was starting, I mean, the, the spring and summer shows will be more challenging to get people out because it's good weather and sun's still out. And but I kind of. so thoroughly enjoyed that, and especially because. Dan Roberts came, and he and Rob Neisler are in a group with uh, Chris. I can't remember oh, Chris's. Chris? I can't either. But they're uh, called, they call themselves the Whateverly Brothers, <laughs> and they're just amazing. I mean, they're they are one of those groups that gets the whole room singing and just has a rousing good time. But Dan was singing from the back. Uh, the harmonies on some the, of the songs. The low that, harmonies on when Rob was singing Man, that sounded fantastic. Yeah, it was really cool. It was like stereo. Yeah. <laughs> because you're having it from two different places. It was right. kind of cool. It was very cool. And my cousin Ann Lander-Holmberg came and uh, she was delightful as always. So And Mike Buckman was there and, and Steve Norris was there. Well, a lot of times I feel like all we... Our lives are just this. It's going to concerts and and enjoying our work life. And I, I was telling you the other day, I, I love our little life, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because it is kind of a intimate life. It's not I a think flamboyant one. I think that that's the kind of life that can really be lived and lived well and, and, and a happy thing because it's you're living within the scope of the world that you can actually affect or that uh, that actually affects you when we when we are watching the media stream that comes through our devices and stuff like that i don't think we recognize the leap we are making out of our comfort zones out of our own community of friends and you know out of the community wherein we there's a give and take and with the uh, the community that we can actually affect when we leap out of what we can really uh, have an influence over and take that huge leap into the international geopolitical mediascape. I don't think we uh, we feel helpless in that macrocosm and we forget that we can actually operate and and bring positive change and do all kinds of stuff in the in the microcosm of our communities. It's true. Yeah, and I think we get distracted by the big flashy screens and we forget that there's a lot we can do right around our own homes. So, anyway, my head goes into all these weird directions because I feel like, you know, it's like we were talking about with 
doing this job for my doctor's office, you know, I agonize over a way to express my gratitude to these people who have helped me so much with my health uh, issues over the last three or four years. So it's nice to, when you stay in that and you, and you know, an opportunity arises in that thing, I, I feel like I'm getting a chance to, you know, to express my gratitude through actually doing something that is of use to them. So it's nice and it's empowering and it feels like a piece of that whole thing we were just talking about around the music and, and this the weekend, circle of people we know. This weekend we have very little going on, which is a welcome uh, respite yeah, for we me. Got, we, be able, we were able to cram everything in between Sunday and Friday so that by the end of the day on Friday, the busy week was done and now we got Saturday and Sunday to be to whatever level of comatose we want to be. And, and it's so lovely to have the rain time. today because it feels like everything's saying, take a rest, yeah. just kick back time, a little bit. Time to hit the reset button. And I've been doing YouTube rabbit hole dives here in the last week or two uh, around Christy Moore, who is uh, someone that I've been aware of, I don't know, since I got to know Jim Page, uh, which was in the... Yeah, the early 80s, I guess. And so I was doing some YouTube viewings of Christy Moore performances and stuff like that. And then up in my YouTube stream came this video from 2004 of a reunion concert of the original members of Planksty, which is a group that Christy Moore was in back in the day. The other members of the group were Andy Irvine <laughs> playing... Vocals, mandolin, mandola, bazooki, hurdy-gurdy, harmonica. Donald Looney playing bazooki, guitars, bowron, keyboards. And Liam O'Flynn playing Eulian pipes, tin whistle. There you go. And I just thought, this is a great video. So I showed it to Diane, and she really liked it. And then there's all these other things have been coming up on my YouTube feed. There's a, uh, there's a 1973 concert video of Planksty with some amazing hairdos in it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I was then there was this Dubliners reunion concert and stuff like that. Then there's another older Dubliners concert with the uh, what's his name Kelly when he was still alive. Uh, Ned Kelly. No. What was his name? I was just watching it. Well, you're no help. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't watching it with you. <laughs> uh, What's his name? Paul Kelly? What's his name? Oh, no. That's just never going to work. Gene Kelly? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Darn it. Luke Kelly. There it is. I found it. I would never have been able to help you out with that. You may have noticed I did some creative editing during that period of the show because brain did not kick in like it was I'm planning to. I thought I had all that good information in my head. So anyway, for our music today... We're just going to play uh, the beginning of that. If you look on YouTube, it's Planksty at Vickers... Oh, Vickers yeah. Street? Vickers, Vickers Street, yeah, something like that. And it's a reunion concert, and it's, uh, you know, it's an hour-long concert of Planksty and doing wonderful Irish tunes and really having a good time doing it. And it reminded me, and then I watched this old Dubliners concert that took place in some pub in Holland. It's this very lo-fi... Uh, grainy video 
of these guys, just four guys standing on stage and everybody in the place is singing and clapping their hands and having a rousing good time. And I realized, you know, when I was a kid growing up and going to parties with my folks and my dad bringing out his guitar and getting everybody singing the Wabash Cannonball or something like that, uh, it's the same tradition. It's the same phenomenon. And it comes from a world before there was radio and television. And people kind of just sat in their living rooms of an evening and sang songs to each other to while away the time and put another piece of turf on the hearth or whatever. Okay, I think I'm done. <laughs> Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. I really want to thank you for all your contributions to today's show. You boy. So, That's good coffee. Usually you, you're always throwing it over to well, me. Now, so now I... you see why I usually do that because if I just let myself keep talking then things like this come out. You know, I'm not sure that that's helpful to anyone. <laughs> but the people, <laughs> I feel like the people in our music community, which is what the other topic we were talking about, we are all somehow participating in the tradition of a bunch of people getting together at the pub, uh, hoisting a few and singing a bunch of songs, and then they retire to some of them, and the pub closes, they go back to somebody's house, five or six or eight or ten of them, and keep singing and stuff like that, and... I don't know. I just feel like I, that's that's the kind of environment, the musical environment, that I grew up in. So for me, it was an individual story, and my pursuit of music has been based on that and based on writing songs. And only now, in my 60s, am I starting to discover that what I grew up in was part of a tradition that you know goes back to Ireland and Scotland, probably. Because when I watched those videos those old videos of these bands singing in front of people who are singing with them, it's just, uh, it feels like home. It feels, it feels very familiar. You've got a ancestry bringing it all together back to Ireland oh, and Scotland yeah, yeah. and Wales. Right. And right. it would be so fascinating if you could find out, because you only have the skeletons on yeah. ancestry. It would be yeah. so fun to find, find out, out if, if some old Boggs or Davy was singing in a pub somewhere. Yeah, it exactly. probably was, because it's like everybody does it. And it wasn't so specialized. And everybody from every caste and county and neighborhood had the same ability to entertain and be entertained. Well, we, in actuality, we were... I think that the Victory Music open mics was mm -hmm. that, too. They were exactly. that. I, exactly. The things that happened later in my life are all a progression that has a tradition behind it rather yeah. than just something that was unique to my life and that, that uh, you know, had never happened before. It's like it's all happened before. Okay, have we dug deep enough? Have we gone, have we waxed philosophical enough? Yes. Not just scraping the surface and giving a diary of our <laughs> week's activities? So we're just going to play the opening couple of numbers from that video that you guys can go and check out yourselves on YouTube, okay? So this is from 2004. This is Planksty.
once was a wedding man that lived at home at his. Now we am a mariner that loves the angry seas. Oh, I always loved seafaring in life, I bid me love at you. I shipped a steward and cooked me boys and board the kangaroo. Oh, I never thought she would prove false or either prove untrue. As we sailed away through Milford Bay and board the kangaroo. Think of me, oh, think of me, she mournfully did say. When you were in a foreign land and I am far away. Take this lucky tyranny bit that'll make you bear in mind That love and trust and faithful heart you left in tears behind Cheer up, cheer up, me own true love, don't weep so bitterly She sobbed, she sighed, she choked, she cried and she could not say goodbye Oh, I won't be gone for very long, it's but a month or two When I return again, of course I'll visit you Never thought she would prove falsery that prove untrue As we sailed away through Milford Bay on board the kangaroo Our ship was homeward bound from many's the farting shore Many's the farting present and to me love I bore I brought harnesses from Tenerife, ties from Timbuktu A China rat and a Bengal cat and a Bombay cockatoo Paid off by Sutter dwelling on a street above the town Where an ancient dame upon the line was hanging out her gown Where is my love? She's vanished, sir, about six months ago With a smart young man that drives the van for Chaplin, Son and Co oh, we never thought she would prove false or either prove untrue As we sailed away through Milford Bay on board the kangaroo Life to soap, to suds and blue Hearts through love and paint and starch and wash and soda too I'll go into some foreign shore, no longer can I stay With some china hot and hot, they'll throw me life away But me love, she is no foolish girl, her age it is to score Me love, she is no spinster, she has been married twice before I cannot say it was her wealth that stole me heart away She's a biler in the laundry for one and nine a day I never thought she would prove false or either prove untrue As we sailed away through Milford Bay on board the kangaroo 